Ribble FM. Weather. Here is your weather forecast for today. Early showers fading to leave a dry day with a good number of sunny spells. Winds easing, though still breezy around high ground. Cooler than yesterday with a maximum temperature of 9 degrees C. Welcome to Lancashire Live with me, Ruth Telford. I have got a guest today, Roy Washington. How are you, Roy? I'm very well, thank you, Ruth. Who's written a book, and by gum, is that a big book? Flipping egg. There's loads of pages in there, right? It's a whopper. It is a whopper. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, um, your book is called Ten Years Before the Mast, Guns, Good Fortune and Glory. And it's really lovely. I used to be in printing, so I do like um, this laminated cover. And I also love the choice of the paper that you've gone inside. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a beautiful book, that. Lovely picture on of a warship, is it? Yeah, that's HMS Glasgow. That was one of the ships I was on. Right. Uh, in particular, that was the one that was I was on uh, during the Falklands conflict in 1982. Gosh. So you went, wh- how old were you when you joined the Navy? I joined the Navy straight from school, so I was 16 uh, in 1974, and um, I did 10 years, right. literally 10 years, and yeah. that's that's the title of the book. 10 Years Before the Mast is, is, is a play on, uh, there was a book, um, written about 100 years ago, called Two Years Before the Mass. It was by a, mer- a merchant sailor who, on the old sailing ships, and he, he told his stories of swashbuckling tales of, you know, lashing himself to the wheel and things like that in rough weather. Um, and it, and, and what it was, do you mean by that? By, but, lashing himself to the wheel. Well, in the, in the old days... I, I'm going to have to interrupt you a lot, I think. If well, in the old days, it's nothing It's nothing what you're thinking. No, right? I'm not thinking. All right, okay. Uh, in the old days of sailing ships, when the, the, the wheel was, the big wooden wheel was on the upper deck, in rough weather, they, you know, um, they had the oh, potential to... turn on its own. No, they could be thrown off, oh. thrown overboard. So they used to tie themselves, you know, to the wheel and, and, and hold themselves in place while they negotiated the, uh, the rough weather. Oh, blimey, I so, didn't know. That. Oh, but it's gosh. just a terminology. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. So that's, the, good. that's where I got the, the title idea from. Yeah. Two years before the mass. Well, this is ten years before the mass. Before the mass is just another way of saying at sea or in the navy. Oh, so that's is it? that's where the, that's where it comes from. Oh, ten gosh. years before the mass. Oh, right. Okay. So, what made you want to join the navy? Well. Uh, in the early part, in the early early pages of the book, it, it, it explains that um, I was a fifteen-year-old schoolboy um, in Blackburn. Mm. Uh, we lived in a, a town centre pub, so I was uh, sat upstairs uh, one Saturday evening having my tea. Uh, I think it was gammon egg and chips. I don't, I, I yeah. don't know why I remember that, but yeah. I think it was gammon egg, egg well, and chips. Well, it is tasty, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm sat there watching um, watching TV. Nothing else was going on. And um, I'd seen this particular show before. It was the Royal Tournament, which was uh, televised uh, by the BBC every year. Mm. Uh, it's a military sort of tattoo thing that... Um, that um, is, is is presented from Earl's Court in London, and there's all kinds of different military displays and things like that. And I'd seen it before, bits bits of it. Yeah, I think I've never, seen it. I'd never actually sat down and, and watched it. And because on this particular Saturday evening, I was on my own, there's nothing else to do. Uh, I thought, well, I might as well watch it. Oh, we, we I think we'd recently got a colour TV as well. Oh, so which it would just look made, quite nice with everyone in the yeah, finery, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it just it sort of drew me in. So I sat watching it and there were bands and there were horse displays and things like that. And then all of a sudden, a group of men uh, yeah. come running out into the arena. Uh, they put up walls and ramps and chasms and uh, and they had these, pulling these field guns behind them. Uh, and two teams, one lined up against each the other on the other side of the track. Uh, and then they had this race. And I, I just sat there with an open mouth, just watching these men uh, in white, white shirts and black trousers and white gaiters um, pouring over this track, pulling the gun. They were uh, putting this, like, 
uh, these sheer legs up and um, swinging across the chasm, dragging all the equipment across, breaking it down, putting it back together again, firing the guns. And it was the most spectacular race I've ever seen in my life. And I just sat there. In, in absolute stunned silence yeah. watching it. I couldn't believe it. I and can see with the, where your enthusiasm is like... Yeah, and, 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 and it, it just even. sparked something in me, and mm. I thought... And, and, and in the background, I could hear them, uh, you know, the, the commentator or whoever was, you know, announcing the, the events, uh, talking about the history of the competition, why why the, the Royal Navy are doing this. and But I couldn't I couldn't hear any of that. I just watched what they were doing and thought... Mm. And then at the end of it, you know, they, they all came running to the front and they, they all knelt down faced the royal box, whoever the, you know, the royal attendee was mm. that day. And um, and they all, and you could see they were like puffing and panting and sweating and some were bleeding and, you know, it, you could see what they'd done and mm. how they'd done it. And it was just, you know, it was just amazing. Then you were and in. then they, they, they all jumped up, uh, marched off to the music again. Um, and that was it, gone. And there was something else, you know, which none of it registered after that. I just thought, what just happened? You know, it just that was your epiphany. Yeah, it was really. And, and, <laughs> I started looking at uh, looking at it and asking questions, and uh, we talked about it at school. You know, did you see it at school? Did you see what happened? Yeah, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? You know, and then I think it was a few months later, or a few weeks later, um, somebody said, "I'm going to join the navy." And I, don't, I can't remember which one it was, which guy it was, but he said, "I'm going to join the navy." And and then only then did I think, "Well, wait a minute, I could join the navy, and I could do that. I've, I could I could just join the navy and just do that." <laughs>
Was it the actual um, joining the Navy and doing all of those activities or the being on telly at the Royal uh, Show? That well, was it could have been. It could have been that, but I think... well, it, it or probably, both. Well, if, if I look back and analyse it, it, it couldn't have been um, joining the Navy just to do that. It, it was... It must have been the glory of being on the TV yeah. because then I didn't know what you had to do to get to that point. No. And maybe if I did... Innocence is good sometimes, exactly. isn't it? If I did know, maybe I, I'd have thought twice about <laughs> it. But um, but then I just rather thought, well, I'm a reasonably fit lad. I, I can I can do this, I can do that, you know, and, and when I'm a bit bigger, I'll, I'll I'll be able to do this and, and they'll see how fit I am and they'll come looking for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, word will get round, there's a fit lad just joined the, the Navy and, you know, he's, he's, he's good at this and he's good at that. And... Um, you know, they'll, they'll come looking for me, but it doesn't work like that. No. It doesn't uh, work like that. And what did your parents think when you said, right, um, I'm going to go in the army, at, uh, in the Navy at 16? I think my mum couldn't wait to get shot at me. No, really? No, yeah. it wasn't like Probably that. Probably not. <laughs> my mum is the type of person that, you know, would watch something like that and think, oh, you know, you could do that. And yeah. She was yeah. very much that type of person. I think as well. In those days, everybody went to work at 16, didn't they? It's not like now yeah, where you would yeah. go to college, then you go to uni, and then you'd still not know what you wanted to do when you came out. Exactly. You really did have a career kind of for life then, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So I think she probably was very proud of you. That you'd I think she was. Mm. She was, and, and in later not years. Not that I know her right. <laughs> no, but she, she, she definitely was, yeah. and, you know, she liked to... Uh, Say, oh, you know, our Roy's in the Navy and this yeah, sort of thing, and yeah. uh, which is a good thing. It's of a good thing. It is absolutely, um, and 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 that's what really got got us into it. We one or two of us started talking about it, and then I think there were about five of us um, who eventually said we're, we're going to do it, and. Um, all from your one school? All from our one year in school. Wow. Yeah, brilliant. about five That's of us all, all decided to do it. And then I think one of them dropped out. The first guy that went, he um, he came back. Um, well, fir- first thing you have to do, you've got to, you've got to do, a, I think, a written test and then you have to do, um, you have to have a medical. And did you need your role levels from school or did that not matter? No, it didn't matter. No. It didn't matter. I, I, I was in the, uh, in 1974... Uh, I was at a school in Darwin, and Darwin, at, um, Blackburn had, had, had cancelled the 11 plus examinations yes. the year before, but they hadn't in Darwin. And because I moved to Fenniscoles uh, the year before, uh, we were classed as under the Darwin's sort of catchment area. And because we, me and my brother, hadn't done the exam, the 11, 11 plus, plus exam, yeah. and, but we were going to school in Darwin we were classed as 11-plus failures. Oh, dear. So what a lovely of, label. Exactly. So instead <laughs> of going to uh, Darwin Grammar School, yeah. we were sent to, it was the called comp. Spring Bank School, which is secondary modern school. Yeah. Uh, very good school, don't get me wrong. I'm, uh, you know, I love that school. Um, but that's that's the school we went to. Now, I did quite well in, they, they weren't, were the GCSEs then or were no, the CSE? CSEs? Levels. No, we, we didn't do all levels. Oh, did you not? It wasn't on the curriculum, no. Oh, if you're in that okay. school, you did CSEs. So you did like a, a, a different level, yeah, a lower yeah, level. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And I got sort of top marks in those. Yeah. Um, and, and with that... Which are all-level equivalents. Yeah, I think, they, they? I think they probably yeah. are, but I can't, I can't remember the intricacies yeah. of it, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, what it meant was, when you join the Navy, you've got to do... Um, a, a maths and English test, and you've got it. It's called a NAMIT Naval 
mathematics and English test. That is, 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 and you're given a grade. You give, you're given a grade either one, one, or two, one. One in English, two in maths. One in two in English, one in maths, or whatever. Mm. Um, and whatever you get, that's your NAMIT score throughout your naval career. And if it's low, you've got to improve it before you advance. Well, because I had uh, one, one you know, um, from top the CSEs, marks, yeah. top marks. I, I didn't have to do the test. I didn't have to do anything. So, oh, you know, good. they thought I was bright, but... You I'm know. going to pardon the pun here, but you sailed through. <laughs> sailed through, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Will you stay with me? Yes, Great. absolutely. You light the skies up above me
96.7 Ripple FM. Are you tired of sky-high housing costs? Are you ready for a change of scenery? At Three Rivers, our rural caravan park is the perfect solution for those seeking an affordable, peaceful and beautiful place to call home. Nestled in the heart of the countryside, our park offers exceptional facilities, including a cafe, swimming pool and function suite. You can even choose your own plot and specify the style of home that best suits your needs. Don't miss this opportunity to join our thriving community and enjoy the best of both worlds, the convenience of modern living with the charm and serenity of rural life. Contact us today to learn more and schedule a tour. Three Rivers, the perfect home is waiting for you. Looking for a reliable, trustworthy skip hire service? A1 Skip Hire is here for all your waste management needs. Family run for over 20 years, ensuring your waste is handled responsibly and efficiently. Offering a wide range of skips to suit your every need. Whether you're clearing out your garage, renovating your home or managing construction waste. And because we care about our beautiful planet, all of your waste is processed at our fully licensed recycling plant. Maximum recycling and minimum landfill. Serving the entire Rubble Valley and Blackburn with Darwin. We're local and we're ready to help you manage your waste the right way. Here are the numbers to call for the Ribble Valley 01200. 360-035 and for Blackburn with Darwin 01254 391 616 Ever feel like creating a website is like trying to juggle while riding a unicycle? Well, juggle no more. Introducing 50 to 1 Media. We make the designing of your website as easy as pie. We offer complete web development and implementation and we'll make sure Google loves your website as much as you do. From domain purchasing to hosting, turning your site into a Ribble Valley rock star, we've got you covered. So why not drop in for a brew and let's chat about how 50 to 1 Media can turn your web woes into web wows. Visit 50to1media.co.uk because who needs a unicycle when you have us? That's 50, the number 2 and the number 1.co.uk. So, you've been wondering what's going on at Greenacre Street in Cullero? There's a new name for Honda, and it's Marshall. Same location, same smiling faces, same great service. We've also just added other lakes and models to our huge vehicle showroom. So when you're thinking of a new vehicle, think Marshall Honda. Contact us now on 01200 857 951. Marshall, the new name for Honda in Blackburn and Cuthero.
Welcome back. I've got Roy Washington with me, who's written the 10 years before the mask. And should I do the little subtitle as well? Should I say that or not? You can do because... Okay. Guns, good fortune and glory. So, guns. Let's talk about guns. You've just joined the Navy. You're 16. Um, I think if it was me, I'd be so intrigued about guns. Uh, is that what you were interested in or not? Well... Yes and no. It, what I did, what I don't, I didn't know at the time that um, the Royal Navy back in 1974 or well, 1973, as it was, uh, w- when I did the initial interview, they they, um, they had um, quarters to fill um, in terms of what branches people they, they were short of bodies in. So it turned out the the Royal Navy Gunnery branch was uh, was short of bodies when I joined up. Uh-huh. So I, I didn't have any uh, technical skills in terms of electrical or mechanical experience mm-hmm. or interest, really. I didn't have any. So I, I was sort of headed down the seaman route, the basic seaman mm-hmm. route, um, where you learn seamanship and then you later go on to specify um, which which qualification you want and, and, and it split into three. It can be, it can be gunnery, uh, sonar or radar. Oh, even uh, then? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Of well, course, yeah. even then, yeah. It's not that long ago, is it, really? Well, it's 50 years 50 ago. 50 years, I know, but, yeah. I'm just thinking back to, like, battleship films and things. They still had radar on, yeah, even they did, then, yeah, like, the absolutely. black and white and, ones, did Yeah, they? and sonar and, and, and things like that. Yeah. So, Can um, I ask a really thick question, in your yeah. opinion, but I seriously don't know. What is the difference between radar and sonar? Well, I can't give you a technical answer. Sonar no, just, is, is just in layman's terms and, and just a quick. Well, sonar is, by definition is sound, so it's sound that's that's transmitted uh, through, through the, water the water, and you get a reflection back. Got yeah, uh, and you get that radar is is you know what you can what what the the radar sweep can see out on the horizon. And it'll right. pick up a contact. So basically, it's above land and below sea. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. See. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Mm, <laughs> so you're 16. You're in there. You've gone yeah. to gunnery. Well, they, they sort well, of they, they channeled me there. There's, yeah. a, there's a there's a funny story in there about how they how they did that, but they, they channeled me in that direction, and and in in a way that you think, oh, I'm going to be firing guns. It's going to be fantastic. This, yeah. you know, nothing of the sort. You, you know, you, even when you do your specialist training after your seamanship training, you go on to your specialist, whether it's gunnery, sonar, right? You go on to uh, the Royal Navy School of Gunnery. You know, we think we're going to be firing guns all day. Yeah. But you're not. You're learning about all the uh, the technical side of uh, engagement, enemy engagements and different kinds of aircraft and different kinds of shells and how they... And you sat in the classroom most of the time. You're thinking, oh, oh really? my, what have I done here? Yeah. Um, so I, I went down that route, but I felt as though I was more or less pushed down that route. Right. But, that was um, probably because of your qualifications, do you think? No, you... I think it's just because they were ticking boxes. But oh, the, way, the way they... Even uh, then. <laughs> the, the way they did it, they made, made me think, well, how have they managed so long without me? Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh, a bit well, like good. that. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, so I joined uh, my first ship as, as a gunnery rate and um, immediately the ship went into a 12-month refit in the dry oh, dock. So okay. Never saw any sea, never saw any guns. Not a lot of gunnery goes on in Portsmouth Dockyard. No, thankfully. Uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that that was, you know, the, my first experience of, of, of my first ship. Yeah, and to be fair to your mum, I think, like, you're 16, yeah. you're away from home anyway. This is back in the day when we've no FaceTime, we've no 
Um, mobile I mean, phones, well, nothing, nothing like that. Like that. No. I mean, you had a phone probably, yeah. but like it would be attached to a wall or a phone box well, you, somewhere, you, you, you use and you give her three rings to say I'm fine because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not putting your two peas in because you don't yeah, want to exactly. waste all them. Um, so really, you not going away will have been quite a nice thing for her just to get used to you not being at home, I guess. I suppose so, yeah. Mm. But I, I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking of it from Mum's point of view because yeah. I know how I would feel if it was mine. I think she knew that I wanted to go, and mm. and uh, you know, it, it wouldn't have mattered where we went, really. Yeah. Where and you're I invincible went. at 16 in your own head, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. but bulletproof knows. At, at, yeah. at that age, or you think yeah. you are. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a problem for me or or my mum. No. Yeah, she she was happy that. She could tell her friends, always oh, in the Navy, he's doing yeah. this, he's doing guns, he's firing guns every day and all this sort of thing, but I wasn't. <laughs> no, you know. no. So you set sail, did you, at some point, or did you stay well, on land? No, it, I, I did. The, the, the ship I, I joined first was HMS Torquay, which was an older frigate in the 1970s, even then it was old, um, and we, we it was an officer training ship. So, in other words... Uh, classes of officers, uh, navigation officers, used to come aboard and uh, they, they did their navigation training on HMS Torquay, which meant we were doing most of our sea time up and down the coast line of, um, of, of Great Britain mm. and uh, in and out of various inlets and, you know, estuaries and things like that and doing navigational training. Um, well, that was fun. Not really. Well, <laughs> not did really, you enjoy it at all, being in the Navy? <laughs> it, it gets better. Does it? It right, gets okay. better. Shall we fast forward to there? Well, at which point? Because uh, uh, while you're doing that, there's all sorts of things, other things going on. You go on courses, you go on firefighting courses, damage control courses. Yeah. Did you uh, not love all of that? I don't yeah, love that. I did that, yeah. I did, yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I did enjoy that. Um, yeah. it, it always reminded me of uh, the old, um, it's a knockout. Yeah, on, on that's TV. what that's you what know. you've put in my head. Well, you know? that's exactly yeah, what it was yeah. it, to me when we did it. You, you were told how to how to um, stop water coming in from a from a damaged damaged ship side, and yeah. you know you've got to go down into this darkened mess deck, and you've got to uh, plug all the holes up, and it's freezing cold water, and then all of a sudden the the, the whole thing starts tilting up, oh, you know, no. as if the ship's sinking, and you start Rotten. panicking, and yeah. and it was just like an and it's a knockout, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 irony is, of course, that you don't realise then how important that training You're is. Yeah. That is, and it wasn't until 1982 in the Falklands conflict that suddenly you could it put wasn't, it all to good It wasn't practice. funny anymore. Yeah. It was, it was real, I'll bet. And, and it was a, a completely different thing. You know, I'm sure. Right, stay with me. We're going to come back and talk maybe about the Falklands, but I've got some questions for you. Okay. We wait. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
It's Ruth Telford on Ribble FM at Lancashire Live and I've got Roy Washington with me who is the author of 10 Years Before the Mast. So I want to know, Roy, and you don't know I'm going to ask you this, but have you ever been on a submarine? Uh, No, I haven't. Have you not? I have no great desire to be on one either. No, me either. But when you said about you doing those, uh, going around Great Britain and you were doing all those training program things and, you know, like screwing down bolts and then it tilting over and all of that, I thought, oh, flipping it. Can you imagine if you were in a submarine and that was happening, it'd be frightening, wouldn't it? Well, it would, Bad enough on a boat, never mind, on one that's under it's, it's never it's never appealed to me. I mean, no. the, the, but that is the navy as well, isn't <laughs> of course it? it is, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's a very important part of the navy. Yeah, but completely different division to you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, you're just on the sea. Skimmers, they call us. You're a skimmer. We're a skimmer. That's <laughs> I what they call us. That. I won't go into what we call no, them. No, don't. <laughs> not <laughs> it's in a lunch company. time show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right now, then. So, right at the beginning of the show, you were talking about the field gun competition. Right, and that drew you to be being in the navy. You, that, that was the that was your your epiphany, the spark of inspiration, if you like. Yes, yeah. You know. I've, so, did you manage to make it? I did. Did you? I did. Uh, wow. It was in nineteen seventy-seven. 
still on HMS Torquay and I was training quite hard then, uh, doing lots of, you know, running and weights and things like that. And uh, we, me, me and a few guys went up to the um, training centre at Portsmouth because Portsmouth Field Gun Crew is the crew I wanted to be with. There's yeah. three crews, Portsmouth, Devonport, who were in Plymouth, mm-hmm. and the Fleet Air Arm, which is the Royal Navy's Air Force. They're across the water at uh, HMS Daedalus. Yeah. Uh, I do know that area well, actually. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so um, there's three three teams that compete, and I wanted to be with Portsmouth. So we had an aptitude test to do, and uh, which involved basically going up there and being pushed beyond your, what you would regard as your normal limits of physical endurance, uh, the, the hardest training I've ever done in my life. Mm. Uh, and in fact, the motto of Portsmouth Field Gun Crew is to the limit and beyond. So you push yourself as far as you can and then you push yourself a little bit further. Mm. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's the type of training with weights, sprinting, sandbags, logs, just absolute grueling two-hour workout mm. that completely finishes off but it got me in it yeah, got me in uh, and once you're, you're in you're obviously a very determined chap well I, I knew what I wanted and, yeah, and, and I and thought went this it. is how I'm going to do it mm-hmm. and um, you, you're up against hundreds of others you know and the crew um, can only pick 50 people and they, they form an A crew and a B crew uh, the A crew compete the B crew are the spare numbers for every person in the A crew if they get injured or anything like that yeah so oh, good we got in, and uh, this was I was in the 1978 crew, uh, and we went to Earl's Court and competed. And it was the year that the BBC decided to do a documentary on field gun, and they focused on Portsmouth field gun crew, and they followed us from tr- literally from training right through to the, the the last night of the competition at Earl's Court, Perfect. and it was all put into um, a documentary, which is still. Uh, available to see on um, YouTube called To The Limit and Beyond. Oh. So uh, if you ever get a chance to see that, you'll see a 19-year-old me running around with sandbags and things like that. Uh, but it's, it's all in there. Brilliant. Uh, and we had a successful competition. Uh, again, the, the full breakdown is in the book, but uh, it was my first taste of a field gun, um, and it was a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it what you thought yeah. when you were watching it on the telly? No, it was kid? much, much harder. Much, much, much harder. The the prestige of it was every bit as much as I thought it was. You know, you, you, you march out to the Royal Navy's anthem, which is Hearts of Oak, and you march out into an arena of, you know, 15,000 people. Yeah. And you, you, you feel it in your chest. Yeah, you know, I bet you, you do. You do. Yeah. So the, the experience was fantastic. Yeah, I bet it was, yeah. I'm going to come back in a bit. I need a coughing fit. All right. <laughs> 106.7 Ripple FM. January 31st is the self-assessment deadline for the 2022 to 2023 tax year. So if you're self-employed or making over £1,000 a year from something, then you need to let us know. Just go online to gov.uk and search check if you need to send a self-assessment tax return. You can find lots of help and support from HMRC online at gov.uk. Get your self-assessment filed and pay the tax you owe by January 31st. Visit gov.uk and search self-assessment. 
you have lower back pain, joints hurting, or are you recovering from an injury or operation? Clitheroe Cryo has already helped numerous people alleviate these and many more symptoms. So, could cryotherapy be the solution you're looking for? Located at Clitheroe Leisure and featuring a state-of-the-art cryo chamber, you could expect to recover faster, speed up metabolism, and clear up acne, psoriasis, and eczema. And the benefits don't stop there. Cryotherapy. Give it a try and see improvements after the first session. And discounts available for multi-session bookings. Get in touch via our website, clitheroe-cryo.co.uk or on our social media pages. Are you listening? Thought so. The radio is always on and people are always listening. So what better way to let people know about your business than radio advertising? With advertising packages starting at just £25 per week, get your business heard seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. For more details, get in touch now on 01200 473 or email studio at ribblefm.com. Your business growth starts here on Ribble FM. Driving around the Ribble Valley and need to tow, Ribble Valley Towing is your go-to destination for all your towing needs. From family cars to rugged trucks, we fit them all with top-notch tow bars. Call us today or swing by and let's get you hitched up. Ribble Valley Towing. We make you good to tow. Unit 3, Brookside Industrial Estate, Taylor Street, Clitheroe. Or call us on 07734 536870. Welcome back. I've just had a little coughing fit, so I am sorry about that. But hey, Roy, you were talking about your field gun competition, which actually mm-hmm. you did twice. So credit to you. Very, yeah. You must be very proud of yourself. It's wonderful. Um, but one of the things you really want to talk about is the Falklands, isn't it? So. Well, it is, because that's another reason why I wrote the book. I lost some friends who uh, I served with at various points in my career, and uh, unfortunately they, 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 on, on, they were on different ships, but they didn't make it back from the Falklands. So I wanted, um, in the book, I don't mention any names. There's lots of characters in the book, but I don't mention any names. Uh, they, they know who they are. Yeah, of course. Uh, but the three names I do mention are the, the three people who were my personal friends, who, who I want this book to be a tribute to them. Lovely. So that's that's the part of it. The ship I was on was HMS Glasgow. We went down there with the first ship to cross the territory. Is that this on the picture? That's the one on the front cover, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, and we had a, you know, quite a, an illustrious campaign down there. Um, we were there when, you know, HMS Sheffield was hit and sunk by exec missiles. Um, we... We, we were bombed ourselves. We, we were we were attacked by uh, waves of Argentine A4 aircraft and dropping bombs, and we were hit by um, one of the bombs, which miraculously didn't explode. It quite literally went straight through the ship in one side and out the other, leaving a gaping hole right through and disabling um, all the engines. So we were a sitting duck, basically. Um, but we we... This is where the damage control uh, yeah, training came, came back right in again, in, yeah. um, and everything was. We were grateful by this. Absolutely, point. Uh, it kept us afloat anyway, and, and we got us back out of uh, out of danger, back towards the safety of the the actual carrier group, and um, and we we eventually returned to Portsmouth uh, because we couldn't take any further part in the. It's a long way across that sea and all, isn't it? 8,000 miles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on, on one propeller, coming all the way back and, you know, but we, we got back, um, we were the first ship back as well and then we were uh, the first ship to be turned round and go back down again. You're kidding me. Uh, but yeah, and I say, we, we, we were only in Portsmouth for a few weeks and then we were set, patched up, sent back down again. But by then, 
just before we left, the, the, the land forces had got onto, onto the Falkenhayers and then the land battle took place and after that, you know, the rest is history. The, the Argentine's uh, surrender came on the 14th of June. So by the time we were going back down... Um, How was, old were you by this stage? Well, I got back on the 19th of June, 1982, which was my 24th birthday. I mean, that's young, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you, when you, <laughs> when think, you think now, when you yeah, think yeah, yeah absolutely. A, as a man who's had yeah. a life, you know that is yeah. that is a very young man. But I was just just fortunate we got back on 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 my birthday, and my mum and my granddad had come down from from Blackburn to see us, you know, oh. and it was an emotional. Well, the, the whole jetty was hundreds of people, yeah. fantastic feeling. Yeah, so we uh, we went, you know, uh, we went back down again and and did the clean up thing, if you like, and then after that we learned of the the, the, the true cost of, of, of the whole thing you know we, we'd heard that Sheffield had been sunk we heard that Coventry had been sunk Atlantic Conveyor was sunk and all these ships that we'd lost mm. but it wasn't until later on we found out who had actually died on them and when I, these names started coming out of the pages mm. I, I thought well this is you know just realise how lucky you are yeah, how lucky you absolutely. are and that's why this book is for them really it just yes, mentions them yeah. Um, it's not only for them though is it because the proceeds of the book you uh, you want to go towards the Royal Navy and the Royal Marines charities, don't you? Absolutely, because as you can probably tell from this conversation, I've had a fantastic life in the Royal Navy. It gave me a, a brilliant life and it made me the person I am today. Mm. So I'm giving something back to the charity that, that does a lot for uh, Royal Navy and Royal Marines, uh, serving members, ex-serving members, the families, the children. They put a lot of... Um, a lot of funds back into helping them and their, whatever their needs are. And this is my way of really giving something back mm, to the service is, that, you know, gave me so much. Yes, definitely. Right, would the guy sat here now, what would he say to the 16-year-old boy, that was, well, 15-year-old boy that was watching telly at his mum's above the pub? Would he say, still do it? Do it. Yeah. I'd say that to anybody. Would you? Do it. Absolutely yeah. do it. You, you, would, you would never regret it. It's just an absolutely fantastic life. And it's not the same Navy now as it was then. Uh, obviously, there's been lots of defence cuts and things like that. But nevertheless, it's it's still a fantastic life If any in any of the armed forces. It, yeah. it, it's character building and it, it sets you up for life. Mm. You know, it really does. Yeah. That's my experience anyway yeah. how wonderful it's nice that you have got that experience yeah. what did you move on to do then uh well i left and <laughs> there's not much uh i, I left the navy as a, as a physical training instructor at some point along the way i, I changed branch i got rid of gunnery yeah. and I went into physical <laughs> you weren't happy with that no, anyway, so i went into you? sport and training and things like that um so i thought i'd come out and i'd do but the only kind of jobs I could get was working in a, in a gym, uh, cleaning around the things or trying to sell memberships to people. I wasn't doing much, oh, okay. you know, so I, I, I really just winged it after that. Yeah. Uh, I had, um, I spent a few years in the uh, distribution industry. We used to work for a, a cheese company, uh, yeah. importing and distributing cheeses around the Northwest. And um, I ended up going to a printing company over in Oslo Twistle. Oh. And I did 20, 24 years there. So... And I retired in 2020 from that. Oh so that, that's it, really. I was in management rather yeah, than anything to yeah. do with, you know, military yeah. or... Yeah. Um, it's funny, isn't it? How, uh, you know, how people's lives change when the chosen career that you've got, you you then change it again. Yeah. Um, it's funny, how, you know... I, I could have stayed in. I could. I, I, yeah. I left by my own volition. And um, because I felt at, at 
23, I think I thought it was time that I needed, I wanted to start settling down. Yeah. And I don't think the Navy life is, is, is the best kind of life for family. No. Life. Yeah. Um, so I thought if I want to come, if I want to start a family and, and settle down, perhaps I should be thinking about leaving the Navy. Yeah. And that's what I did. And that's what I did. I came back home. We had uh, three children, three boys and who are all grown up now, but they've got a, th- a fourth one. It was a bit of a shock, but he came along <laughs> much later in life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he sort of scuffed my retirement plans, really. I, yeah. I fancy the early retirement. No pressure on him there. No, exactly. <laughs> but I've got a three-year-old child now who's, uh, you know, who's keeping me busy in my retirement. A three-year-old? Yeah. Goodness me. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why is it funny? <laughs> it's just surprising. Goodness, that must be absolutely shattering. It's a good job you fit. Well, I think... It's a good job I'm retired. Yeah, is the thing. Yeah, you know, bringing up um, a, a three-year-old boy now is much easier than it was when I was bringing three of them up, um, mm. and I was working full time. You know, Why it's, it's... hey, you're full of surprises, aren't you, Roy? Oh, there's another book coming. There's another book. <laughs> is there coming. another book yeah, coming? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. blimey, that's brilliant. Let's get, let's get rid of this one first. Yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's... Thank you for coming home. Sorry that the chairs are for today oh but I'm proud of you but I'm proud of you nothing left to make me feel small luck has left me standing so tall always believe in your soul you've got the power to
if people do want to buy your book, where are they going to do that? <laughs> right, well, at the moment, it's uh, for sale online at www.10yearsbeforethemast.com. Right. People can go on the website, they can choose where they want the hardback copy, which is the best, as, as you'll appreciate, yeah. uh, coming from that background yeah. you, you'll you'll know exactly what i'm talking about the hardback is is the best looking of course uh, you know something more tangible and solid in your hand all the other all the paperback as well so they can they're choose. nice for a gift i think hardbacks aren't they as well yeah i think um, so yeah yeah well I, I i managed to get it launched just before christmas um, um by a lot of pushing and pulling and, and getting it the problem was that there was a massive delay in the mod the mod wanted me to submit a transcript yeah to them to make sure I wasn't giving away any official secrets. And oh. they sat on it for 10 weeks. You're kidding me. 10 weeks. Ten I weeks. pestered them and pestered them. Because you do have to sign it, don't you? The official well, secrets yeah, sign before Well, they've got to look at it and make sure that you're not uh, yeah. defaming anybody or you're not giving away... I mean, I, I don't know any official secrets, so... No. You know, I couldn't give you know any. Of. Yeah. <laughs> not that I know of. Yeah. So that, that... But I did get it out for Christmas. I had yeah. a fantastic uptake online. Really? Uh, people were asking for signed copies and all the rest oh. of it. And I got them all out. And, you know, apart from one, out of the 70-odd that I, I delivered, uh, only one hasn't, hasn't got there, so... But we're blaming Royal Mail for that. Too right, we are, absolutely. We're a bit falling out with post office right now, aren't we? (laughs) Anyway, Roy, thank you so, so much. I'm glad all your book sales have gone well. Um, And hope you sell many, many more. Uh, Come back and talk to us about book number two when you've done (laughs) it. Uh, Is that going to be another naval one or is it about bringing up a three-year-old? Three lads, single dad. Is the, uh, is the title. Oh, God. Because yeah. I was a single parent with the three lads. So. Right, yeah. And I think that that will have been tough in itself. It was. But... Yeah. But uh, you're eloquent, so I'm sure you'll be able to put it down in words very well indeed. <laughs> we'll uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. I've been Ruth Telford on Lancashire Live at Ribble FM, and I will speak to you next week. Time.